I actually read something. I unearthed something in my in my in my research recently that I can't remember. You know, you weren't you weren't the owner at that time, but the the Albany Firebirds actually uh, did all practices and had all of their uh, all the offices just outside in, in Vermont. In, in Vermont, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was here's the problem. I mean, the underlying problem is the way the worker comp system was set up. Arena teams had to carry workers' comp insurance, right? Because when we operated for roughly, let's say, four months a year, you know, if you went back and looked at the number of injuries in the last games of the season, mm-hmm. you'd be astounded how many guys got hurt. Yeah, because they went on workers' comp, and and workers' comp, you know, that was paying them. That's that's what the, how they were living in the off season, but. What happened was when you when you set up a new company, you get thrown into a pool, and so your rate as a new company is let's say average. Right. You know, you're you're in with a bunch of other companies, but once they get experience on you, you get rated individually, and so for the first year, wherever we were, workers' comp wasn't a problem. Right. You just got a an average rate. By the second year. They had seen what happened. They had all these guys with long-term injuries, even though a lot of them were faking, um, because they didn't have anything to do in the offseason. They didn't have other jobs. This was their this was their lives. Right. And so those guys would collect workers' comp for six months, seven months at a time. And by the time the next season rolled around, you were in big trouble. So, you know, Glenn Mazzola owned the Albany team at the time, and he couldn't afford to pay workers' comp rates in New York. And the only way out was in go to Vermont. Now, and, and, when I was in, and isn't it true, Joe? That it was it that the 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 state stepped in. Is that true to help bring all, uh, the Firebirds back home, so to speak? That's that's what it sounded like in the in the article out of the Times Union. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if that was actually true. Did did this did the uh, government step in to help? I doubt it, and I I, I don't know I. I'd have to see the article. Oh, okay. um, here's, here's what I can tell you. When I was involved with the league, all the players were employed by the league. Right. So wherever we put the league office, that's where the league was located. And so if we moved the league office from one state to another, we started over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We figured it out. We had the, we had the solution in our hands. After I left the league, the owners decided that they didn't. The new owners coming in pushed to have the players be their own employees. Well, that meant you were burning up. You know, if you had twelve teams, you were burning up twelve states that year. Right. They ran out of states. I mean, they ran. You know, it was. They didn't understand. I, I assume they didn't understand that they were killing themselves by taking making the players employees of each team. By having one of the exceptions to to the Antitrust Act, and this is what we, how we stumbled on this. One of the exceptions was we could set salaries and not be in violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act if everyone worked for the same employer. Okay, and so that killed two birds for us. Literally, it, we got out of the the fact that we wanted to set rates for the players. And we didn't want to be in violation of the, the, the federal law and the Sherman Antitrust Act. And we wanted to be able to control workers' comp. So by having everybody under 
one employer, the league, we were able to do that. So, you know, the next group that came in led by Jim Drucker, just, you know, in, this, in my opinion, fuck things up. Beyond. It was like, why would you do what you did without understanding the implications of what you did? And it was just, I don't I to this day, I don't understand why they did it. But Glenn Missoula had no choice. Yeah. His rates in New York state were, they were abominable. I mean, they were, they were, and I don't, I can tell you, I mean, here's a funny anecdote. At the time, I had left the league, and I wanted to sell my team. Right. And and we ended up in a lawsuit over this. And the lawsuit was based in Albany, New York. We called the first witness. That was Glenn Missoula. Glenn Missoula, I knew what was going on. I knew he was up in Vermont. And... My attorney <laughs> followed the questions that I wrote out for him. And question number one was, where's your team located? You know, where's it practicing? Were you paying workers' comp insurance? Those are the things. Glenn Zula took the Fifth Amendment on question number two. Mm-hmm. That was the end of the trial. We went into the judge's chambers and the league settled immediately because they knew where we were headed. Wow. I mean, it was stupid. So, you know, I, I you know, I... I have to admit, I took advantage of the fact that I, you know, I knew what was going on with Glenn. Um, and, you know, I didn't have any problems with Glenn, but, you know, it was, it was a stupid, it was a stupid thing for them to do. And he did what he had to do to survive before he, you know, sold the team to the Indianapolis group. Right. But, but it was never legit. I mean, it was having the team in Albany and saying it was in Vermont, that was listen, it was one thing for us to move the league office to Illinois and then move it to, I forgot where we moved it, I think down to Florida. But it, it was one thing for us to move the league office around. It was another thing for a team playing in a town saying, no, we don't really live here. We live in Vermont. I mean, it's, you know, do you play any games in Vermont? No, we don't play any games. No, it was just silly. Uh, 